0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nurse Hathaway's Heaven. Um, today, we're going to be talking about bullying and nursing. And this is probably going to end up being um, several different parts um, because it's such a prevalent issue in today's profession. Um, it's something that people are really starting to talk about. Um, there's been a lot of um, EBP or evidence-based practice out there that supports um, the fact that it's going on, um, but not a lot of organizations, to be honest with you, whether it's a hospital or a university or what have you, um, they're not addressing this issue. Um, by that, I mean they have a little one-hour CEU. Um, they educate all the nurses about it in the organization just because Joint Commission or whoever says that they have to and then that's it you never hear about it again so there's not like a really proactive stance out there by that i mean i'm talking policy and procedure so if you can go to your computer at work and log on and put in bullying or harassment um, i would be very interested to hear from some of you that actually have a policy and procedure on bullying Um, discrimination and harassment fall into different kinds of things like under the American Disabilities Act that's a different thing entirely but if they actually have a policy and procedure on bullying I would be very interested to see that in writing because very few places although they claim oh we're a proactive uh, zero tolerance organization they have no policy and procedure. Online or anywhere else, but throughout HR for um, bullying, and by that, I also mean defining bullying. so what is bullying? Well, we know that bullying and lateral violence and all of those things kind of go hand in hand, but defining it is a whole nother thing so the biggest thing I think I'm concerned about um, And, you know, I'll share with you a little later that I have actually been a victim of nurse bullying um, because I'm old and I have over 20 years of experience. So I have been a victim um, in in actually two different settings. Um, So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But there are actually four different types of bullies. And I think um, identifying them helps you know what to look for especially if you're new or you're a new grad and you're entering the profession. The other thing you need to know about is what to do about it. Um, The majority of the nurses that see it are pretty much tempted, based on the bully, to turn their head and walk away and not say anything. And this just makes the problem a thousand times worse. Um, If you're going to be the whistleblower, be the whistleblower, but stand up for what's right. You know, if this patient's sleeping in the back or the the bully is sleeping in the back room uh, when they're supposed to be watching the telemonitor or doing something else, they are putting patients' lives at risk. So if you see something like that, you have to say something in nursing. So that's the biggest part. I think um, what my biggest problem with the bullies is that they completely screw up the profession by making it so uncomfortable for everybody else. Um, Whether they're the bully or they witness the bullying, nobody wants to come out and say anything because they're scared that the bully is going to come after them next, which is ridiculous, which is why most hospitals say there is zero tolerance for bullying however they don't have a policy and procedure online or with you know written in the organization to even define what bullying is so let's talk a little bit about that um and then like I said this will be a two part podcast because we're going to have to talk more um about well, what should we do when we see the bullying? Um, That's the other part of the equation, right? It's like, okay, I I see it. I know who the bully is on the unit. Um, I know who the victim is, but now what do I do without losing my job, um, being threatened myself? Um, If I do blow the whistle, what's going to happen to me? Do I have to change departments or leave the hospital entirely? So, and i believe that in my heart that this is a reason why a lot of new grads leave the profession um because they are victims of bullying and they are just so intimidated cuz remember when you're new you don't know what you don't know and when you're treated in a certain way or a certain manner you think that that's the culture of the department particularly in a critical care area. So I'm not an ICU nurse. I'm an ED nurse. So I can only speak to what happens in the emergency department. However, I do know from speaking to other new grads and other people. That this stuff happens all over the hospital. So just because you're not in the ED or ICU as a new grad. Doesn't mean that this can't go on. Or it doesn't go on. So just looking some at some stats quickly. There um, have been a lot of studies done, of course. Um, people just love to study this, but then nobody wants to do anything about it. Um, about 21% of the nursing turnover that we see is attributed to bullying. Uh, 34% of the nurses who are bullied um, in general consider leaving nursing forever. That's 34% of the nurses um, that have been a bully or been bullied by somebody Are going to leave nursing forever and ever. And we need our nurses because as we know, we're getting pretty thin in the ranks. Um, 36% of the people who call this hotline, whatever, were nurses. So that's more than any other profession, which when you think about it, you know, we're ranked as the most honest and have the most integrity out of every profession out there. And then we've got all this stuff going on. Um, 48% of new grads are afraid of experiencing workplace bullying. So almost 50% of the new grads, they get out of school, they take their NCLEX, they pass that, they're like, woohoo, I'm a nurse. And then almost half of them are scared to death that they're going to be a victim of bullying. So what does that say to you? That it is a huge problem. Um, 60% of the new nurses leave their first job within six months because of some form of verbal abuse, whether it's from a doctor or a nurse or a PA or an NP or somebody else um, or from just in general harsh treatment from a colleague. So someone talked to them in a very, very poor manner, not in the way that we should talk to people who are new, which we know they need coddled. We all need coddling when we're new and we're learning new things because it's stressful. Um, 85% of the nurses have been verbally abused by another nurse. 85%. That's horrible. (laughs) That is horrible. So, you know, for people to say that this isn't going on, it is going on. And the statistics support it. Um, my, But my my interest, the caveat is, yeah, it's going on. We know it exists. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're not doing anything about it. We're educating our nurses on it and giving them, you know, an hour CEU education. However, that's the last you'll hear about it. So if you come to HR boo-hooing about this, that, and the other, um, don't expect any sympathy. So pretty... Um, Those are two very separate ends of the spectrum, I guess you could say. Everyone's saying, yes, it's a problem. Yes, it's a problem. Yes, it's a problem. There's EBP that supports it, but then nobody's doing anything about it. So I think speaking out about it, educating people about it is what we can do. Um, Like I said, in part two, I'll talk a little bit about my experiences with it. But let's just talk about four different types of bullies and then we'll wrap it up for today. So four types of bullies. So the first one is pretty obvious. So that's like the screaming Mimi. That's somebody who, like the OR doctor who's, or the surgeon who's throwing instruments across the room. And he's pretty obvious about using expletives and, Yelling at nurses and this, that, and the other. That one's pretty obvious. That's like the most obvious one. So using fear um, and intimidation to get what you want, which we all know certain physicians who have done that type of thing. And I would be interested to know what the hospital did about it um, when they found out, you know, Dr. Smith is throwing instruments at nurses in the OR. Um, The second one is the constant critic. So this is a person who basically tries to close all the doors and have plausible deniability. Um, They try to control the competent person's identification, get inside their head. Like This could be somebody's preceptor, really, or mentor, which is really horrible, but it's true. So the victim is not believed, basically, if they go to somebody... Uh, whether it's the manager, director, HR, whomever, they basically are like, well, you're a new hire and you're still in your first 90 days. So, you know, we're not going to believe you or perhaps the nurse or mentor or preceptor knows how to get inside that person's head um, by kind of chipping away at their their feeling of competency, if you will. So, you know, kind of cutting them down. Saying, well, you're you're just coming in here too confident, so you know, da 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 da. That type of thing. So that could be the constant critic who's not building up their preceptee or their mentee, but rather tearing them down and getting inside of their head and playing mind games. Um, which I'm pretty sure some of you know somebody exactly like that. The third one is called the two headed snake. And we see this very often I see a lot of passive-aggressive behaviors in healthcare, which really concerns me. Um, I feel like it's just more and more pronounced, actually, within the last probably, mm, I don't know, three to five years. So super-duper passive-aggressive, um, just all different kinds of techniques. They basically are just passing on rumors Or allowing someone's reputation to be tarnished, whether that's by social media or not. That can be, take it to a whole nother level. Um, They're basically just denying, deny, deny to your face. But behind your back, um, they're like really, really huggy and nice. And, oh, you look so good today, you know. But behind your back, they're that two-headed snake. Um, They are talking trash about you. So um, the fourth one is called the gatekeeper. And a lot of times this can be somebody in a position of authority. So, you know, manager, charge nurse, um, trauma coordinator, whoever. It can be anybody. Um, But they only let in certain pieces of information. And then they leave other certain pieces of information out. So that when you come... And you say, Well, Jill said blah, 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 blah. And then someone will look at you, said But the meeting starts at eight. And you will say, Well, she didn't tell me that. Then you look like the person who's not prepared, who's not competent. Basically, they just didn't tell you the person who is the gatekeeper. They didn't tell you that information because they knew that when you came to the meeting late or you didn't show up, that you would look like a big old jerk to your coworkers. So they Plan that out ahead of time and they consistently try to confuse you and make you look really, really stupid to your colleagues, which that can happen. So they only let certain pieces of information out and they keep other crucial, critical pieces of information to themselves and they can control deadlines. So they'll say, well, this was due, you know, your evaluation was due on such or such a date, Um, but they don't tell you a time. And then, you know, you turn it in and then magically it's late because that person didn't tell you the time. Um, So they just inflict misery and pain and all kinds of different Horrible things because they are leaving out very, very crucial, critical information at very vulnerable points of your career. Like you need to show up for skills day or you need to turn in your evaluation. Um, so all of those things, a gatekeeper. So that can be anybody who has information or is, and they don't have to necessarily be in a higher um, position or role than you. But a lot of times I find that they are. And so they kind of use that um, against you um, rather than work with everybody as a group. And they're not a real team player. So unfortunately that happens. But those are all the different types of bullies. So I think for today we're just going to leave it there. Um, And then part two we'll talk a little bit more about uh, my story and identifying it and taking action because it's better to be proactive instead of reactive. However, 90% of the time, I would say the experiences that I've had totally caught me off guard. So anyway, thank you so much for listening and you all have a good day, evening or night. All right. Bye-bye.